All right, it's November 4th, which means it's time for the Daily Spinner Rack. I'm Dan, regular host of the Comic Book Pit Podcast, here to talk about the day's random comic book. And today's pick from my collection is the Marvel Holiday Special Number 1, published, of course, by Marvel, December 1991. It's 84 pages with a cover price of $2.25 with a variety of creative uh, talent on this book. But the editor-in-chief at the time was Tom DeFalco and the cover artist was Art Adams. And this is a wraparound cover and it's uh, it's really great. It's uh, some classic Art Adams. And it's got, uh, let's see about it's got about eight stories a handful of pinups and some other uh, some other miscellaneous material because there's so much material in here I'm not going to do a super in-depth review on every story but I'll give you the, the the highlights so the first one is titled a miracle a few blocks down from 34th Street written by Scott Lobdell penciled by classic X-Men artist Dave Cockrum. And this is a classic X-Men story. This was in the early days of the newly formed post-giant size X-Men. The team battles members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, both looking for a very powerful mutant that may or may not be Santa Claus himself. The art was not bad. Uh, Actually, it was kind of hard to tell it was Dave Cockrum at some points. Because I believe there was a more, for you know, being 1991, there was a more 90s inker working on it. With Scott Liddell, your mileage may vary. Let's see. The next one is titled A Christmas Coda, written by Walter Simonson, penciled by Art Adams, and inked by Al Milgram. And in this one, uh, Franklin and Sue are out shopping in the city for Christmas. Franklin learns the true meaning of Christmas in figuring out how to free the ghost of Jacob Marley from the curse of being a holiday ghost. Um, great art by Art Adams. You know, the story, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Like It took a couple of readings to figure out what was going on. Stay for the art. <laughs> um, oh, and then there, uh, after that story, there is a Fantastic Four pinup by veteran legend creator Marie Severin and it's a really neat uh, pinup of a like a classic looking FF team carrying gifts and a tree and it's a you know and you but the funny thing is you can see every member of the team clearly except for Johnny who is you can really only see him from like the shoulders down and I guess we're to assume it's Johnny but He's helping carry the Christmas tree on the on the other side of the tree that you can't see his head and he's not flamed on or anything. So we're assuming that's Johnny. The story after that is Midnight Drear, written by Stephen Grant, penciled by Klaus Janssen. In this uh, story, on a very sad and dour Christmas Eve... The Punisher ambushes a meeting between drug distributors and street dealers and inadvertently redistributes uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in drug dealer cash 
to the homeless for Christmas. But it's a very joyless <laughs> um, and meaningless effort on the Punisher's part. To him, he, he doesn't really care. He just figures, well, they can use the money more than I can, and they should enjoy it while they can because they're homeless. Yeah, again, a very uh, a very down Punisher story. I mean, even you know, a very down Christmas story, even for the Punisher. And the uh, Klaus Jansen art wasn't terrific, and I don't know who was inking him, but they really didn't do him any favors. It really looked kind of just half put together. After that, there was a Punisher pinup by veteran artist Tom Grindberg. Then following that was Twas a Midwinter's Night, written by Tom DeFalco, penciled by Sal Buscema. This is a Thor and Odin story. Thor battles a nasty troll bent on destroying Asgard with a meteor, while Odin answers prayers to some uh, ancient Norsemen and plays a role as kind of a ancient Santa. I mean, he's not called Santa, but he's the, you know, kind of the old man winter bringing gifts and foods and linens and things like that. Then there was a uh, great Thor pinup by Ron Friends and Pat Olaf. After that, it was kind of interesting. There was a an essay titled Ghost of Christmas Comics Past, which was a personal essay by some Marvel staffer at that time. I don't recognize the name, um, but it was a personal essay about past Marvel comics that featured Christmas stories and old uh, Christmas special issues. Uh, it it included a uh, included a bunch of holiday-inspired reprint images from back in the day, which is uh, pretty cool. I may actually uh, scan some of those and use later this year, later around the holidays, just for fun. After that, there's another pinup. It's a uh, a kind of a superhero snowball fight featuring the Beast, Colossus, the Thing, She-Hulk. Strong guy and Iceman. So there's kind of a theme, really strong characters having a snowball fight. And then there's Iceman, which makes sense because he's his power is, you know, ice and snow and cold and everything. But it's just a weird random assortment of characters at first until you realize they're all basically really strong characters. And then there's Iceman right in the middle. After that, we've got a Captain America story called Precious Gifts. Written by Len Kaminsky and penciled by Ron Lim. In this tale, uh, Steve Rogers is volunteering at a veteran's shelter around the holidays and comes to realize that the older woman he's working with is actually Bucky's sister. He visits her and her family on Christmas as Captain America to give her something of Bucky's from the war, and he's invited actually to stay for the holidays stay for dinner because he has no family of his own and it's kind of a heartwarming story um that's probably my favorite story so far in this because it's just uh just really encapsulates you know christmas after that there's a captain america and diamondback pinup by rick levens and dan panosian and i forgot that in the 90s that 
Cap's girlfriend was Diamondback, who I think was a reformed supervillain. And they were together for a while. She was a she was a a pretty big supporting character in his in his own book for a long time. After that, we have what could be one of the dumbest stories of this uh, in this holiday special called The Ghost of Christmas Present, written by Howard Mackey and penciled by John Hebert. The uh, ghost rider, this is the Danny Ketch ghost rider, inadvertently gets mixed up in the kidnapping of a wealthy man's child on Christmas Eve. The child's blind and somehow thinks that the leather and spiked clad spirit of vengeance is Santa Claus and that his demonic motorcycle is Santa's sleigh and reindeer. Ghost Rider, of course, saves this stupid kid from the guys that are trying to kidnap him and gets them home for Christmas. Story and art were pretty terrible. After that, we've got something called Merry Mutant Melodies 2, and it's a bunch of holiday familiar holiday songs that they reworked to turn into an X-Men theme. And as you can imagine, it's clever, it's funny, you know. Probably runner-up or tied for dumbest story was It Came and Went on a Midnight Clear. This is another Scott Lobdell written story, penciled by Dennis Jensen. This one features Captain Ultra, who I I know of, but I don't know anything about Captain Ultra. And I believe the character was created and played up mostly for comedy, or you know, or as just a ridiculous character but in this captain ultra tries to keep plant man from making off with everyone's christmas trees i think that says it all uh, after that there's this uh pretty nice spider-man and mary jane pinup by R- rorick tyler and the final story is the uh kind of the anchor of this book this is the flagship character this is spider-man and this is called A Spider Carol, written by Danny Fingeroth and penciled by Ron Garney. It's interesting. This was pretty good. Uh, I mean, art-wise, uh, Ron Garney is a, is a veteran artist, and I'm, I've been a fan of his for many years. I did not recognize his style in this short story, and not that it was bad, but it's just very different than his style has. You know, his style has definitely developed. And has just gotten more refined and and changed over the years. I mean, there were definitely there were parts of it that was kind of rough, but there are also a lot of parts of it that was pretty good. So in this, uh, Spider-Man helps Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson, out of a jam at a children's hospital charity event, getting praise from many of the kids for uh you know the way spider-man impacts their lives and the lives of their families and friends it it, it had all the earmarks of of a of a pretty typical holiday story you know everyone was telling great stories about how selfless and great uh spider-man is and you know kind of putting jonah in his place because all jonah wants to do is badmouth him and talk him down and that's it that was the end of the book you can really only find this in like dollar bins or quarter bins. I don't think you'll be able to find this. It, it's not. I. It, it's definitely not on Marvel Unlimited. 
I don't know if it's on Comixology. You know, I was lucky enough to find it in a, like I said, like a, in a dollar bin or a quarter bin. I've never read this before. I don't think, I don't even think I read it when I was collecting comics in 1991, but I picked it up because of the great Art Adams cover. But this is definitely, this, this book is the, like the Hallmark Christmas movie of comics. Um, it has some good parts, but overall you're going to roll your eyes at it a lot. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're up for a fun and goofy Christmas comic with some veteran creators and some rising stars, then, you know, check this out if you, if you can find it. But that's all for Marvel Holiday Special number one and for this issue of the Daily Spinner Rack. Make sure to come back every day for a new discussion of a random back issue from my collection. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.